Welcome back to another episode of In the Black. I'm Mike here and here with your weekly market uh, recap for February the 4th, 2022. Sorry, I might be a little off my game today. I just got a call and found out that uh, the hot water heater in one of my rental properties just went. So, ah, the joys of owning property. But anyway, let's look back at the market this week and see how we did. It was another choppy week this week. Uh, today, the NASDAQ ended up at 1.58% today, which is a pretty good uh, rally and bounce back. Uh, for the week overall, it ended up 2.38%. So uh, that's some good positive momentum for the NASDAQ after it's been beat down brutally uh, to start the year. As we look over uh, into the S&P 500, we see that the S&P 500 today ended up 0.52%, and overall for the week, it ended up 1.88%. Once again, pretty good because S&P has also been beat down because uh, the companies that comprise the NASDAQ um, uh, weigh heavily on the S&P 500, those big tech companies. Now we look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, only got 0.24% today. Overall for the week, it's been up 1.45%, which is still pretty good. So we're seeing a little bit of recovery in the markets. We don't know if this is, you know, a... Uh, a false bull flag, um, you know, or a dead count, dead cat bounce, as some would like to call it, where it looks like the market's going to recover and then we're in for enough, you know, a whole lot more pain um, coming forward. I think the market's going to continue to be turbulent as it's just been really choppy with a lot of economic news coming out. Uh, specifically uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, what the uh, red hot January jobs report. Uh, what does that mean for you, right? So uh, this morning they came out and announced that payroll grew about 250,000 jobs. I mean, excuse me, 467,000 jobs uh, is surged for the month of January. That is pretty outstanding. Uh, the forecast was only for 125,000 jobs. The highest prediction that they had out there was 250. So by even the most bullish estimates, the, the the payroll surging to 467,000 jobs added in January is, is 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 pretty intense. Now that had the markets a little choppy, especially early in the trading day today. And I'll explain to you why. You would think, oh well, that's great news. Well, yes, it is great news in terms of people getting back to work, unemployment falling. But when you look at that, uh, what people fear in the market is that's going to be more of a reason for the Fed to. Cut back is easy money printing that has been doing, as I discussed in our last market recap, how the Fed you know, can create money out of thin air. Uh, they're going to roll, start rolling that back, tapering asset purchases and uh, uh, raising interest rates to bring inflation under control. People see that as a possible sign that the Fed could use that as more ammunition for its cause to raise interest rates and taper asset purchasing. I'm of the, I'm of the opinion where... I think the Fed, while the Fed does look at that, I think the, the broader thing is they're looking at inflation itself. So we'll get inflation numbers coming up, I believe, next week. Uh, we'll get updated inflation numbers for the month of January. And those are expected to still be a little high. But over the next coming months, we should see it start to slowly taper off um, as uh, things are coming a little bit back to normal. Uh, by that, I mean you're going to see less people spending money. And why is that? During the pandemic, government stimulus came out. The Fed, once again, infinitely printing money. Um, 
during the pandemic, the federal government decided in its almighty wisdom to pretty much stimulate the economy. That's why all that stimulus money was there. To stimulate the economy to keep it from falling. Well, when people had all that extra stimulus money and all that surplus of money floating around in the economy, what happened was initially people were saving that money up because they didn't know what was going to happen. They were very fearful. Uh, they didn't know if they would continue to have jobs or how long they would be out of work. Uh, they were just scared of you know, the prospects of the future. And when people tend to be scared, they tend to hold on to money. Well, what happened last year, as this last year uh, started unfolding, people started spending that money. And when people started spending the money that they had in their savings accounts, because savings account savings rates for your average American was through the roof last year. It was highest it had been in years. Well, now, uh, towards last year, um, that was going into last year. Toward, uh, during the latter part of last year, people were spending money like crazy. That's why you see certain things like the prices of cars, adding fuel to the fire for that, prices of all other commodities going up because uh, people were just buying like crazy. Now we're looking at the saving rates for your average American, and they're back down to below where they were uh, before the pandemic started. Now, what does that tell you? That means there's less money to be spent on some of these uh, very inflated assets. And what that's going to hit is that's going to hit the bottom line of a lot of these companies. And we're, we're seeing that if you look, if it's, it's earnings seasons, if you're not aware, and during the earnings seasons, uh, that's where companies come out and uh, they post their previous quarters aren't earnings. Some companies have been posting really good earnings. Uh, you look at Amazon, its, it's stock has skyrocketed. I believe Amazon was up almost uh, today, almost 14%. I'm not sure where it actually closed at, but uh, it was up close to 14% today. Um, you look at companies like Google. Google also skyrocketed off its earnings because they may uh, be all estimates. Uh, and they're giving, you know, but they're all giving uh, an outlook of saying, hey, we could see that there's not as much cash flowing in the economy. Uh, we could see that people are not going to continue to pay an inflated, you know, an inflated price for all these assets, uh, for all these commodities and all these, uh, all the items that we're selling. So we might see a rollback in terms of how much money uh, revenue they bring in for the next quarter. And that has markets acting uh, all over the place. A prime example uh, of this is Facebook. Now, Facebook posted a earnings miss on Wednesday, I believe. It was Wednesday. And overnight, the next into the next trading day, its stock price plummeted over 25%. To put that in perspective, 25% of Facebook's market cap is about $250 billion. Yes, I said $250 billion with the B was wiped out. By wiped out, I mean people just sold and they panic sold. So Facebook lost $250 billion of market cap in a day's worth of trading. That in itself is a record for the worst single day drop ever. No company ever has lost that much money. So I know you're saying, well, they just missed earnings and what, you know, they missed earnings expectations, right? And when you go into earnings, you have all these analysts that will predict how much earnings uh, and revenue a company will bring in. And when they miss those earnings, the, generally, unless there's really great outlook or a really good reason why they missed earnings, you know, a stock price should usually fall a little bit as a result. Well, with Facebook's situation, it fell hard because I don't know if you guys know if you do have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, what are you doing? I'm just joking. But 
Um, if you have an iPhone, you notice that you'll get these pop-ups every now and again when you open up certain apps and ask, you know, and the Apple uh, iPhone will ask you, do you want this app to track your data across, you know, across your usage of the phone? And like me, if ever I see that, I always say no. Well, that little simple software update that Apple did had cost Facebook a lot of money. Because what Facebook does, and y'all should know what Facebook does, is they, the way they make their money is off of revenue, uh, off their, uh, make their revenues off of advertising. They do targeted advertising, and they track your usage, not only across their, app, uh, their application, but also how you use other applications and also through your uh, browsing history. That's how sometimes you ever wonder, hey, you know, I was just, you know, looking up, I don't know, lawn chair furniture um, on Google, and I go on Facebook, it's already there. That's because they're tracking. They constantly track you. Sometimes you can even say things. You know, I'll be talking to my wife about something, and then next thing I know, I see uh, uh, advertising on Instagram for it. And yes, Facebook owns Instagram. So you notice that they track not only your whereabouts, what you say, what you type, what you like. They use all this information, and they use it so advertisers can specifically advertise towards you. And that's how they generate their money. Now, with this update from Apple, it has put a huge crushing blow to Facebook's uh, main genera uh, generator of revenue. So, that is one of the reasons why people have just been fleeing from the stock. I will say myself that when it dropped 25%, I loaded up. I pretty much, what I did was, because PayPal also had about a 25% drop when they missed, they missed their earnings by one penny and it dropped 25%. Just to show you how volatile that market is. Where pretty much I took those, uh, I sold my PayPal stock and I bought Facebook stock with the rationales, I think Facebook will bounce back faster than PayPal will. So I still think Facebook is a great, great company in terms of a, a money maker. I think that its sell-off was oversold in my opinion. And with Facebook's advent into the metaverse, which a lot of people have a tough time wrapping their heads around, but I see the metaverse as being... A huge, huge deal. I mean, a huge deal going forward. Maybe not for, it'll be iffy in my generation, definitely um, baby boomers and uh, Gen X that it probably won't take with them. But for uh, Gen Z uh, and all the kids coming up today, that is going to be a huge, huge deal. And by the metaverse, I mean it's pretty much going to be nothing but augmented reality, AR, and virtual reality, VR. Uh, and it's going to be an immersive environment where they're going to spend a lot of time and a lot of money. So what Facebook's trying to do is they're trying to be the first to get there. Now, you can debate all you want the ethics of uh, the metaverse, and I think those have a lot of valid concerns. Because right now, if you think it's bad with social media, the metaverse will make it even worse. But that's something that's probably going to end up coming. And Facebook's trying to get ahead of it. Matter of fact, I think Facebook has already started investing billions of dollars into building up the metaverse. And uh, they're noted to saying that it's still years away from coming to full fruition in which they see it. But that's a big play. And don't think Facebook's the only people to get involved. Apple is, has its eye on that as well. Uh, Apple also, um, excuse me, uh, Google also, like I said earlier, posted earnings. They, they, they knocked it out the park. Their stock has been going up this week. And like I said, Amazon, they, they crushed earnings. And Amazon's also, they're going to be raising their uh, subscription. So their subscription is going to go up, I believe, 20 bucks um, coming out this year. Um, that's also going to add to their revenue uh, in the upcoming subsequent quarters. 
Now we want to let's shift gears a little bit and let's look at uh, crypto. Uh, Bitcoin woke up and woke up big today. Bitcoin right now is sitting at $40,494 at me looking at it right now, which is a price change of 9.91%. It just woke up today and uh, it really liked the jobs report apparently because as soon as the jobs report dropped, Bitcoin instantly rallied. And as you know, when Bitcoin decides to move, it brings all the other uh, cryptos with it. So when Bitcoin moved, Ethereum moved, Ethereum's up 11.94%. Uh, uh, Solana is up, which is up around 12% as well. And uh, when, what happens in the crypto market is when you have these big moves in crypto, crypto's highly leveraged. And by leverage, I mean there's a lot of options played. There's a lot of people uh, paying features, playing features in uh, the crypto market. And what happens when you have a big rally like today, what, nine times out of ten, a lot of uh, uh, positions got squeezed, usually short positions. When you see a big pop, that's short positions getting squeezed. When you see a big drop, that's long positions being squeezed. Short positions meaning I'm, I'm betting the stock will go down. Long positions meaning I'm uh, betting the stock, or in this case, crypto, going, uh, going up. So uh, it was a bloodbath for shorts today. Uh, matter of fact, uh, looking at the, the futures market, about $245 million in short positions have been liqu uh, liquidated in the past 24 hours, according to, uh, according to CoinGlass, which is a data provider. So as we look at that, um, we're seeing that this could be the start of a turn um, for the crypto market in general. Uh, it's been beaten down pretty heavily since uh, November. Uh, where last uh, Bitcoin last reached its all-time high of about sixty-nine thousand. So we'll see if this is start uh, going to start to climb back up. I don't know. Like I said, this this first half of this year is going to be really choppy, in my opinion. Um, we're going to see a lot of blood in the streets, and we're also going to see days where we have a lot of gains. Um, I think you know this is a good time where you evaluate whatever your portfolio is. And you make sure you're, you're loading up in your high condition plays. What are the things that you think are going to do the, the best in the long run, right? Because in the short term, if you're playing the short term, you're going to get burned. Even myself, I found myself this week, got tempted and I played, uh, you know, played some things to the short. I went outside my normal strategy and I got burned and lost some money on it. And that's my fault. You know, every once in a while, you need to get your hand burned to realize, okay, let me just stick to my bread and butter, right? My bread and butter plays of this week work as they normally do. When I tried to step out of my comfort zone and do something that I don't normally do, uh, that's when I got a little bit burned. It happens to everybody. Uh, you see somebody making quick money, you say, yeah, I can do that too. And, you know, you don't stick to what your core convictions are as an investor. So uh, we'll see what happens coming up in this upcoming week. I think, like I say, it'll be another volatile week. This week was volatile. Next week will be volatile because the NASDAQ was just down. Uh, it started off this week roaring hard. And then it dropped uh, almost 4% yesterday. And now we're back up 1.5% uh, from yesterday's bloodbath. So uh, it's going to be a very volatile market, um, especially with these earnings. A lot of the big techs have already announced, which is your Google, your Apple, uh, your Facebook. I believe Microsoft already announced as well, too, uh, last week. So those big tech giants are out the way, and those really move the market. We'll see what happens with the rest of earnings. Uh, one thing to note, energy prices are still at an all-time high. Uh, oil's at an all-time high. This uh, tension between uh, the, U uh, sorry, the United States, Russia, over Ukraine, uh, we is, you know, I anticipate that to continue to lead to the elevation of uh, 
oil and gas prices. Uh, I believe OPEC came out and they had their meeting and they said they were going to increase production. But uh, even with that increased production, we're still going to see elevated prices. That in mind, you know, it's a good time to try to look into investing in any, you know, stocks that have, uh, that touch oil or best invest into some ETFs that touch oil and other energy like XLE. Uh, that's one that I've been playing, um, which has you know, been paying off pretty decently so far. So we'll, we'll have to see what's going to happen on the geopolitical stage, how that's going to continue to affect uh, energy prices going forward. But overall, uh, just keep your eyes on the market, you know, keep your eyes on news. Uh, right now, we're in the midst of the Olympics. Tensions are high with between not only Russia and America, but also uh, America and China, America, Great uh, China and Great Britain, and China and Australia. Certain companies didn't send their delegations there, and a lot of this is theatrics. But a lot of this will play and you know have an effect on you know what happens with your wallet in terms of how certain stocks are going to trade. So it's always a good eye to have your eye, you know. Have your daily, wherever you get your news from, make sure it's a reputable source, but get a daily rundown and see how that's going to go into how you're going to invest for the week. But thanks for listening to the market recap. Uh, I'll be coming back uh, to you next week with another recap of next week's stocks uh, and crypto and other other equities and see how they're trading. Uh, we really like it if you like, uh, subscribe, spread the word, leave a review, um, any way you can do to listen that really helps out the pod. And uh, I'll be talking to you again. Hopefully you'll stay in the black.